You're listening to the Misfit Island Podcast. I'm Felicia Bauckham. We are two misfits who are exploring the intersection of social political issues, current events, and the personal development industrial complex. Join us on this journey of exploration, whether or not you're a misfit. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, Felicia, how are you doing? I'm good. Well, all things considered, I know that's a pretty uh, non-specific response, but um, that's really pretty much the short answer. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Just, you know, um, it's getting really hot here in Miami. I'm going to take a break soon, going away, which has been too long. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And just, you know, uh, it's been sort of busy, but I'm doing well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we are back after, I think, what, since February? It's going to be our first episode. Um, and we we do want people to know that we're going to be sharing two other episodes. Well, you'll know because we'll, when you listen to it, but they're going to be actually t- things that we recorded last week. I mean, I mean, last year, <laughs> last, year. <laughs> <to> me, last <laughs> week, <laughs> things that we, there, there were two episodes that we didn't get to share before taking our break. So we'll be sharing those and people obviously will, based on our conversations at the beginning, or even some of the conversation we'll be talking about, they'll get an idea um, that these are not from, you know, these are not recent, but they're the first time we're going to be sharing them. So, um, so we'll dive right into today's topic. Um, we're actually going to talk about gratitude and specifically weaponized gratitude, which is um, sort of how in the personal development industrial complex, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gratitude is used as a way, you know, we often hear, oh, you know, if you're grateful, you're going to track everything you want. Um, and I, you know, I want to say for myself, I do believe in gratitude. I believe in being grateful. I do think um, for the most part, I would say maybe even always, um, you know, there's something to be grateful of, you know, even if it's that, you know, you woke up this morning, you have a roof over your head. But, but at the same time, too, I will say, well, I'll use the word and I think sometimes, well, often, especially in the, that industry, um, it is used as a way of like to shut people down. Um, mm-hmm. um, and that's why they, we're, you know, we're talking about weaponized gratitude. It's used as a way of, of you know, not only not allowing people to express themselves, but also sort of like blaming people for the things that are happening in their lives. Um, When something is not, you know, something they're going through a tough time or whatever, because sort of like, oh, you're attracted that because you're not grateful. Or if somebody says, you know, they're, they might be grateful that they're at a job where they're getting paid and they're able to take care of themselves. But, you know, let's say they have a supervisor, you know, or somebody, a manager that isn't nice to them or, or they're noticing that the place that they work at isn't a fit for them. 
So then they'll be sharing that and somebody will say, oh, just be grateful. You know, it's sort of like, just be grateful you have a job. You, we hear it all mm-hmm. the time. I've, I've heard that in the past. And, yeah. and unfortunately, back then, I did not have a good response. But mm-hmm. I can't say that I... What's your response but, now? <laughs> I, I don't know what my response would be. But I will say that I recently saw... Um, uh, recently attended a, I guess it wasn't really a class, but it was like a panel discussion about work and about how work sucks. And uh, one the um, author, one of the panelists was an author named Sarah Jaffe. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. She wrote a book recently called Work Won't Love You Back. And mm-hmm. I've read the book. I, in fact, mm-hmm. I think I've finished, read and finished that book in February, March, oh, okay. sometime around there. Uh-huh. And one of the things she said, and I thought she was just spot on. She's like, no one needs to be grateful that they have a job. The job needs to be grateful that you are there giving you your services, your time, your talents, your gifts. Yes. And I was like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, hala. And I don't say that very yes. much. So <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to interject that on that point. Um, so, I mean, I, that's, that would be, I guess, a lengthy response to anyone who says, be thankful, be grateful you have a job. But it, it was just so refreshing to hear that. Now, I, yeah, I don't know what I would say to someone who says that. I'd probably mm-hmm. just roll my eyes and drastically change the subject or walk away very quickly. I don't know. But uh, I did like that response or what she said she had to say about that. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I 100% agree with you. I think that this is the thing, too. And I don't know if would that be like capitalism or something where it's sort of like workers are taught that be grateful you have a job. Um, you know, you just, you know, it's sort of like, oh my God, thank God that they they are they want me. They they are willing to hire me. They, they chose me. We're, we're, yes, they are I'm not, chosen. Yes, they are not, um, we are not taught, we are not brought up is to thinking that, you know, we are an asset to that workplace. You know, they should should be grateful that we're working for them, you know? And it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of, and and I actually have to say, I mean, you know, I'm just going to say that, but, you know, maybe we could talk about it in another episode, is how, in a way, we don't realize our power because we were never taught that we have power, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that we, we, we see those who hire us. We see these big corporations. We see the government, everything as like powerful. They are the power and we're like, they're all like on top of us. Where really, we don't realize how we're so powerful that we could actually overturn things if we were to wake up, you know what I mean? Which is also why they... They want to keep us asleep or, you know, uh, quiet or whatever. So, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it wasn't. And I have to say, even for myself, you know, as I was going through this process of like, okay, took, you know, taking a break from my business and figuring things out. Am I going to look for a regular nine to five? And then, you know, whatever. And at some point, I also I started getting some consulting gigs and stuff. One of the things I have to say um, with actually someone that uh, coach Kat Kim, coach Kat Kim, that both Alicia and I work with. One of the things that I remember K- 
Kat would always say to me, and that, you know, she's one of the people who really got me into this is that, you know, if I choose to work with, you know, and I, if I get a job with any organization that I'm an asset to them. And I have to say, it's something that really wasn't that long ago that I really, really started like really believing that and really getting that. And, and I think it is the same thing that when I'm, um, when I'm, you know, consulting with somebody, which I do now. So it's sort of like, you know, you, we have to really get that, this whole thing of like, you know, be grateful that you have that job or, oh, you know what, don't complain. Or let's say something's happening in your life where you feel bad about it. And, you know, you might be miserable or depressed or you're just sad. And so, oh, just be grateful you have, you know, because you have a place to eat, you know, to sleep, because you have a place, you know, you have food to, to eat. You can't be, you know, like, it's like you get these people who are like policing, maybe, I mean, not maybe saying it right, but it's sort of like you're being um, admonished or something, you're being, you know, oh, don't say, you know, just be grateful, you know, because you shouldn't, you don't, you shouldn't be saying the stuff that people consider to be bad. Or if you say that, it's because you're not being grateful. So you're not going to attract, because remember the whole thing is about when you're grateful, <laughs> you attract things into your life, you know? So, yeah. So anyway, I'll leave it there for now. Felicia. I think sometimes people are uncomfortable when you are unhappy with your job or your relationship or your life situation. And, and, and I just want to say before I go down that road, um, for, for anyone who is truly grateful for the job because it's, you know, they're able to feed their kids, they're able to pay their rent or their mortgage, they're able to, you know, it stops them from losing their car or they can support their families in another country or, you know, who are, who are actually living with them. That's fine. I'm not saying don't be grateful. But what, um, what I have a real problem with is when uh, there's worker exploitation, when there are systems in place that work that affect a worker in a negative way. Um, see pretty much any story about Amazon warehouse workers, and you know what I'm talking about. And all anyone can do, and it, you don't have to be an Amazon worker, warehouse worker to be unhappy. You can be working at Microsoft. You could be working at a bank, you could be working at McDonald's and you still might not be happy with the conditions there. Any kind of working conditions you're dealing with, yeah, the pay might you know help you eat and you also don't like this thing that's happening. And um, it's, it's okay to, to, to criticize that and to bring that up or you know, bring it up to your manager or if they're not listening and very often they don't, talk to your friends about it, you know, uh, just however you need to address that issue and to not be confronted with someone who says, well, just be grateful you have a job. It shuts down the conversation. Um, and it, to me, it sounds like the person is uncomfortable with the gripes and the critical thinking and the, the ideas that that person might have to make the workplace better or or some other whatever the issues might be the person who shuts that conversation down they they 
it, it whatever it, it could be something that's going on with them and it, they don't they don't want to have that level of conversation they feel like it's too negative it feels like it's bringing their vibe down who knows but um but yeah so so yeah two i guess really two things there yeah if you truly are grateful for the job you have great if it's not perfect that's fine too and it's okay to talk about that and sometimes people do say that to they do remind people to just be grateful for and not just the job but also their life situation just be grateful you can get up in the morning just be grateful you can you can walk or uh whatever the case might be um if you have a job that requires a lot of physical activity or uh, or you have to you know you have to take care of kids. You have to take care of older parents. That requires physical energy. Ask my mom. She had to do that with my grandmother um, a few years back. So it's, I think it's important to really look at the nuances of gratitude in terms of, I mean, what are you really grateful for? If you truly are not being forced to be grateful not being forced to just look on the bright side i truly am grateful for my cats and my spouse and our house that's paid for and has been paid for for quite some time and my car that's paid for and has been for a year and and so on and so forth and there are things that i see and not in those situations but in like larger systemic contexts that i don't like Am I just supposed to be thankful that I live in America? Well, I can be. And there are some issues with living in the United States. Things that came up during the pandemic, for example, and well, things that came up before the pandemic and continue to not be resolved despite the pandemic. So I think it's, it's, it's okay to have those critical thoughts. And that's my, my problem with gratitude when it's presented as this thing that you should just do, write down the three things every day. And if it helps do that, fine. That's, I'm not discouraging anyone from that either. But to just, to do that in lieu of really taking a look at your life situation or or societal issues, cultural issues, I, I feel like that's a, a form of, thought stopping it's a form of manipulation it's discouraging critical thinking <laughs> we, if the election from last year is any indication um it's and, and all the things that surrounded that i think we have a real problem with critical thinking in this country and that's for some reason that it's not a skill that's taught or it's not encouraged. It's more about regurgitating facts and figures about history or, or English or it, things that may or may not be relevant to everyday life. But um, I'm not saying we shouldn't teach history or English, but can we not... How, how do we do this in a way to where people are engaging in critical thought from a very young age and that's carried with them throughout life? Um, 
because I, I'm going to take a huge leap here and say that I think a huge reason why things like gratitude practices and just being grateful takes such uh, major importance in the new age sphere anyway, in personal development spaces, because, and, and specifically those spaces too, critical thinking is not encouraged. It's low vibe, it's negative. It's a way to stop the negative thinking and to just be grateful that you have a tree in your front yard that you can look at every day, which I do, by the way. And I am thankful for this tree. Um, I will say also, though, from a psychological perspective, for anyone who's dealing with like self-criticism or delusional thinking about, you know, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm worthless, I'm, I mean nothing to anyone, I think gratitude can be helpful there. Um, like if, if you're like me and have had, um, uh, thighs that weren't always on the slender side, you can be grateful that you have powerful thighs with lots of muscle that helps you get from your car to the inside of a store or whatever. That's I, probably a really flimsy example, but that's something. I think gratitude could help though, bottom line with with delusional thinking like that or thoughts that where you're you're beating up on yourself, you're bringing yourself down. But to complain about a situation at work or complain about a situation in your community or in the larger social structures and then to be told, well, just be thankful you live in the United States or whatever country you happen to live in, uh, to me, it feels like it shuts the conversation down that discourages critical thinking. And then there's no, no action taken. Like Najeda, like you are saying earlier, with work, you know, people being so concerned more about being chosen for a job, um, being looked at as employable and instead of really thinking about, well, yeah, this is great that I got this job, but there's also some things that could be different. And to make changes that requires collective action. Something that you know, some would call that, you know, forming a union. Um, something that has been discouraged in the United States in particular for a long time. And so many right to work states and then Reagan in particular did a lot of Reagan, uh, Reagan-esque type things like union busting. Thatcher did so as well in the UK. Um, all kinds of ways to discourage collective action. And we saw this recently with Amazon and Alabama and what happened there. And so we don't have a very strong, it's growing. I think people are becoming more and more dissatisfied and realizing what's up, but we don't have a real strong, um, we don't tend to form any sort of collective action that can change the workplace, that could close the wage gap between men and women, that could really remove discrimination from all the identities, that could also force CEOs to, well, for one, pay their taxes, and two, I mean, do they really need however much they get each year? Depends on who we're talking about. 
it, it, it can really address those things. But instead, we're just taught to be grateful we have a job and then the, sh- the conversation shuts down and then nothing changes. And we just go into the next year and the year after that with more inequality and so on and so forth. So, yeah, those are some thoughts I have about that. And what's interesting, too, is that recently Citations Needed is a podcast I listened to and they came up, they had a, an episode actually titled The Ungrateful Athlete anti-black anti-labor currents in sports media and about how college athletes um you know typically they don't get paid if they get paid at all they don't get paid like they should and if they do start making noise about that people are telling them that they're getting paid too much money and they're getting paid to pay to play a child game and (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like so what what is the problem here and they also made some links the guys on this podcast also made some links to like when nurses organize or when teachers want to do virtual classes instead of in person and then people are calling them ungrateful and selfish and it's as if too and sarah jeffy mentioned just this in the book, it, those types of jobs with nurses and teachers in particular, that's service type work. And there's this idea that when well, you're doing something good for people in the community, why do you want money? <laughs> why do you want protection? You're doing good for people, but why can't doing good things for people also equate to good pay? I, I don't, it, it that's yeah that's an interesting um interesting narrative that we have that teachers should just be happy that they're serving kids and <laughs> in many cases buying their school supplies but no they shouldn't ask that's for crazy. better pay or for more um or protective equipment or they shouldn't be uh, expected to work from home and teach virtually Honestly, if I were a kid or if we had the pandemic back in, oh, I don't know, 1983, I would have been so happy to be able to do school work from home, <laughs> but, but that didn't happen and we didn't really have the technology then. So I don't know how that yeah. would have worked, honestly. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, so it's an inter- it, that's an interesting episode for those who might want to have a listen. The Ungrateful Athlete, Anti-Black, Anti-Labor Currents in Sports Media, episode 136 of Citations Needed. I listen to that one a lot because I, I like the media, uh, critical media literacy. Again, critical thinking here. Um, that because um, the media likes to try to try to corporate media in particular likes to try to put out stories with this, you know, with one you know main theme without really looking at the subtext and the nuances and so forth. And these guys do a great job of breaking these stories down. So have I said enough so far? I'm sure there's more. Yeah. I mean, you, you said a whole lot and it got me thinking about like so many things in, and even like things that we, I guess we could decide with discuss in other episodes. But um, one of the things I wanted to say before I go into this, the thing that you talked about regarding critical thinking is how, you know, it's sort of like going, you know, going back to what we we're saying, like, if you're, you know, you have a job, and, you know, you something's not that you don't like about it, or whatever, but it's like, be grateful, or it's sort of like how you can't have, or you could still be grateful for the opportunity 
you know, that you have the income coming in, or maybe there's something that, you know, some exposure or something you're learning, you get, you know, other things that you're getting from it, aside from the income. Um, but there's other things that don't work for you, you know, and I have to say, you know, I found myself in a situation recently um, with a contract that I had where, yes, I was grateful that I was, you know, I was, you know, I actually didn't even look for this opportunity. It came to me and, but it, it you know, I was grateful for the exposure, the, you know, the position, I was grateful for the income that came with it, but there were many things with the organization and even the position that were not, that wasn't a fit for me. It didn't feel like it was a, a fit. It didn't feel like it was good for me. And it's sort of like, what I, the reason why I'm saying that is because it's like, you know, in a way we're taught where two things cannot, co cannot exist at the same time. You know, you, you can't be in a space where, you're grateful for certain things, but then also something is not working. And for me, I had to make the decision because it wasn't a fit. But even then it could still, you know, maybe, you know, other people may not be able to do that. Or maybe for them, it was something that could have been, that could work through, you know, they could work through it. But it's sort of like how this thing of like, you know, be grateful. And I have to say at some point when I was in that particular situation, you know, I had people in my life when I would bring, oh, be grateful. And I'd be like, what a minute, what do you want me to do? And for me, it was really my intuition, you know? It was really mm -hmm. my intuition telling me that this doesn't work. And then of course, you know how sometimes when life tells you things, when you get these messages and you don't pay attention, then you start getting more and more things that are coming up. So. You know, so just wanted to like say that for people is that you have to really, uh, it's only two things, you know, these things, you can be grateful and there can be things that are not working. And depending on you get to choose, you get to decide, are there things that, you know, is it something that you need to work through? Or is it something that at some point, you know, the best thing for you to do is to leave that situation, whatever it is. It could, you know, there are people who are in relationships where it's both double income, but if you leave, it's going to be that one income, you know what I mean? So just, just so many um, different things. Now, when you brought up the critical thing, you know, as well, if you're first, your first time um, listening to this podcast, I'm Haitian American. So I grew up, was born here, grew up in Haiti, um, and I've been here for many many years over 20 years now going probably going on 30 now soon and I have to say and I'm gonna speak to the immigrants even Americans but I'll speak to immigrants because I you know I am a child of immigrant my parents are immigrant they immigrated here that's how I was born here before they went back home and came back whatever but um I think often um people I know I've had people say that to me or many of us immigrants feel like, oh, we shouldn't um, critic, we, we shouldn't criticize or say something that isn't fair or isn't right with the United States or whoever. It could even be with Americans as they'll tell you ungrateful or you should be grateful to be American, whatever it is. 
because you live in a country like the United States that offers many opportunities. Because for many of us immigrants, many of us who are first generation Haitian American like me, um, we have gotten many opportunities that we would, have, we would not have had um, in our homeland, okay? So for that, I'm grateful. Uh, but at the same time too, that I have to be able to, to say what's wrong with, with this, uh, and I wouldn't even say this country particularly, with the powers that be, with the, with the power structure, with, with, with white supremacy that is very much alive here and globally, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that just recently, um, I was in, a, it was a small family gathering and it was doing what was going on with Palestine. And, you know, my brother, I overheard him talking to another uh, relative and he was, they were sharing about Palestine. And the other person told my brother, well, this is the best country. Where else are there opportunities because my brother was being, you know, because the conversation was many of us were talking about how the U.S., the United States supports Israel and what's happening with Palestine. The, the you know, I know it's a touchy subject for many people, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, let's, if, you know, if, if you want to look into the history, you know, keeping it real. And, and this is not just, you know, this is just one example. Okay. Where, and, and it's like, wait a minute. So I, we can't say what, you know, what we think is wrong and what needs to be changed. We can't be critical thinkers um, because of the fact that we are grateful. And I often say that it's not because that, you know, we're immigrants. It's not because, you know, especially, you know, for me, I'm a U.S. citizen, you know, um, it's not because you're, you know, you're a resident, you're not, you're a permanent resident or whatever, or even your, you know, your status, that you can't say what is wrong, you know, like what's, and actually what hurts people, you know, and you have to be grateful and being grateful means you don't talk about it. You shut up. You just be grateful that you're here. Be grateful. And and I remember um, a couple of months ago, I did a I hosted a room on Clubhouse on white supremacy is alive and well. No, no, actually, I was not hosting. I was actually listening, but I joined at some point, and they were talking about different things. And I had to talk, I spoke about white supremacy and how um, an anti, you know, an anti-racism work and everything. And I, I was addressing, it was in a room um, with Haitian Americans and other Haitians from other places in, in Haiti as well. And I spoke to the Haitian American people who were in the room. And I was saying, just because we came and we've had opportunities that were, you know, that we got, some of them were granted to us, some of this, you know, we, we had the opportunity to work hard for to accomplish certain things. Just because of that, we cannot pretend that, that this is not a racist country. We cannot pretend that, that um, you know, that racism and white supremacy like is very much alive 
here because again, it's that whole thing. And and you know, Felicia, we didn't even at least for me when we were get, when I was getting ready to uh, have to talk about you know this to have this episode. I didn't even think about that part. I didn't even think about how, um, you know, this whole critical thinking and how we are taught to just be grateful and shut down any type of way for you to think critically and for you to, you know, wake up into whatever action to take collectively so that we can really bring about change that we, that is going to benefit the collective. So. Yeah, that's 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 one way. Yeah, for sure. I think gratitude um, can be a showstopper. Mm-hmm. And then gratitude is not the only thing. It's there's oh no no other, no, no no. This is just, for that's I just used it as a, one of one many example. Oh yes. Yeah, it could be. It's one of. It can. When we talk about weaponizing gratitude, it's mm-hmm. one of many tools to silence dissent. Yes. And um, and I wonder how much of it, though, too, is about the idea of complaining. Uh, people don't generally, I mean, it, it, well, let me put it another way. And, and this also touches on what I was saying earlier about people being uncomfortable when you're talking about your grievances and your relationship yeah. with your kids, uh, with your <laughs> HOA or, you know, whatever. It sounds like a complaint and, and complaints generally are, they have a negative aspect to them. And it sounds like whining. And how many of us, when we were kids were told to stop whining about whatever, anything. And so I, I wonder how much of, that is connected and um and then to tell someone to just be grateful or focus on the good things is one way to stop the complaining and for the person who's hearing the well what could be perceived as complaints um they can they can go on about their day without this this negativity around them but some complaints are really valid like if you work in an institution where there's sexual harassment and you want to file a complaint um that's kind of important more than kind of important um and so i i i I think there is some larger because i tend to think big picture um, I can get into minutia as well, but I tend to think big picture and I'm thinking how much of the gratitude speak is and is one of many tools of, of silencing dissent, a tool of repression, um, a neoliberal tool of, well, things are better than you think. You just need to change your thoughts and get on, get with the program and so I, I, I bristle with that for sure. The, the gratitude speak, especially in November, we're in the United States. Yep. Uh, it's yep. Thanksgiving usually in that month. Um, well, always in that month. And so beginning about probably even, even Halloween, we start seeing the posts on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, even all the social media, probably TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, have no plans to go there. 
about gratitude, which is interesting considering what really happens to with on Thanksgiving between I know the settlers and something. the indigenous people. So it's like, like okay, yeah, another way of like just, yes, just be grateful, but let's not pay attention to the fact that the indigenous people were mistreated. Um it's so messed up. And so I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I have a friend of from high school who she, she used to anyway, I don't know if she still does, but I don't, I haven't been spending a lot of time on Facebook probably going on almost two years now. I mean, I, when I go on Facebook, I'm very intentional about it and I go to specific places, but I don't just go into the newsfeed and hang out. That's just spelling trouble. I had a friend, some who some years ago who used to post really snarky things about being grateful things like grateful that she didn't punch her noisy neighbor in the mouth or something like that I mean I'm making that up I don't know if that's exactly what she said but just things I I don't remember all the things but they were funny and it would that was entertaining when I would read them it was just her way of putting a spin on that that whole trend that happens that time of year that I could appreciate I like sarcasm that's I guess that's why we were um, and satire, those sorts of things, and dry humor. That's why we were friends so many years ago um, in junior high, which was a long time ago. But um, but no, that the, the fuzzy emails I used to get from other coaches I used to follow, I, yeah, I could do without those. Just don't send those to me. I'm not going to read them. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I I 100% agree with you because it's it's a very um, <laughs> when you were talking about it, you really got me thinking how you know this whole thing about being grateful um, around Thanksgiving and knowing uh, you know like that what this is really about. It just really, it's, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it I, really is insidious. Yes. It's, it's really like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have to say, um, I, I, I've been really thinking about this a lot lately, how there's so many lies, um, this country and so many other countries and actually I would say like there's just so many things have been built on lines that in order for things to really you know I know it's not gonna happen tomorrow I may not even see the you know maybe I might see the beginning or whatever but well I guess in some way you know more people are waking up but it's just it's it's crazy you know so uh, but there's something you said that really got me. Uh, I was thinking, and I thought about the episode we did about the holding space. I, I do mm-hmm. think that, you know, many times people are not open to hearing um, what people, you know, like uh, they'd rather tell you you're not being grateful or focus on being grateful for this that you have. It's because they don't have the capacity for it. Um, you know, I would say that for people, they don't have the, you know, because it not only don't have the, they, they, it would make them think about what is it about, like for them, what's not working. 
Mm-hmm. And especially if they are being, they are listening and they've been taught by these spiritual teachers, they, you know, they've been listening that, you know, you don't want to think about what's not working. You want to focus only on what's working. Um, you don't want to, you know, don't, you want your vibration to be high. You want to stay high vibe. So it's sort of like they, they don't have the capacity to hold space, but also if they have to um, hear you out, it's going to remind them about their own stuff that they're not mm-hmm. willing to face. Yep. Which is one of the things that we talked about on that episode. And if anybody is sort of like, if this sort of picked your interest, maybe you want to check out that episode. I think it was called The Importance of Holding Space that we released, mm-hmm. um, I guess, I don't remember if we, because we started in October. I can't remember if we released it sometime last year or earlier this year. But yes, it's it's one of the episodes that we share because, you know, and and so it's, it's sort of like there's just um, definitely, um, and I think Felicia, you were the one, I think you were the first person that I heard say that is how people don't have the capacity to um, to be with what we what we're sharing when it's the hard stuff because they they're not doing it for themselves, you know. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I think that it's hard for some folks to to do that the importance of holding space was episode number nine by the way we published Great, it in january you. of ja- of this year 2021 so um but yeah i think for some people listening to complaints or criticisms about you know whatever the thing is i think sometimes it can set up a form of cognitive dissonance in that the person's thinking about their own struggles with probably the same thing or similar things and to have to face that and deal with that would mean that I might, you know, that person's probably thinking I might, I might need to do something about this. I might need to, to leave my relationship. I might need to leave the job. I might need to, um, you know, (laughs) buy another house in a different neighborhood with the friendlier HOA. I, I, they might have to do something that's not, and I mentioned, I know I've mentioned HOA twice because that's come up recently with my spouse and I, because we're like thankful our HOA is not very strict, but at the same time, when we have people parking their cars on their yard, I'm like, I wish we had a stricter one, but I know there's some strict ones out there. And mm-hmm. anyway, okay. So that's a completely <laughs> different topic. Um, but okay. So anyway, so cognitive dissonance person's hearing a complaint or a criticism and they're thinking I'm dealing with the same thing and if if I have to keep hearing this I may have to face the fact that I am in a situation I don't like either I'm dealing with some aspect of a situation that I don't like and I may have to do something and I don't want to do something so maybe if this person shuts up then everything will be better and I don't have to deal with this and I'll feel better that's my theory um that's my guess but and it could it could be something else too. I mean, some people just really don't have the capacity to um, to listen to someone about something that's really bothering them. 
not everyone is cut out to have or wired that way. Um, not everyone's wired, you know, cut out to be a therapist or a coach or psychologist or or a social worker or any of those or type of professions where you're listening to people, even customer service. It's it's not a skill that a lot of people have or a capacity that they, that they have. Yeah, but that but 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 for the person who is getting the feedback that they that they just need to be grateful or just they just need to shut up or they just need to shut up and be grateful or whatever other feedback similar to that might be that that person and I've been on receiving end of that to me that comes across as um not not only does it hurt because I feel like um that person doesn't really care about what I have to say but then then I also start questioning myself. I'm like, well, am I really making a big deal out of this? Is it really all that bad? Is it, you know, do I really need to be going on about this? I'm, well, I guess I really better just not worry about it and just push it aside and just keep going. And and that's not really helpful either in the long run. No, definitely. I get that. And and actually, you know, not as you just said that, I mean, well, not exactly what you just said, but I wanted also, although this is not a, this is not a podcast about, you know, an episode about complaining, but I just, when we were talking about how, you know, I think sometimes, because I know I may have done that. Well, not I may, I'm sure I've done it at some point, or maybe even more than, more than once with friends and family members where, I'm bringing up the same thing over and over. Um, I think that's a difference than when somebody just really needs to share. Um, Because I do have to say, as much as I don't believe, when I say like, I do believe in sharing ourselves, I believe in holding space. But I think that, because I know I've had people in my life where the moment this person calls you, you know you're going to hear a complaint about the same thing the same conversation and it's the same thing and it's every single time and this is this could be something that's been going on for years and I think that in a way can be that I think is like oh you know and I wouldn't necessarily say uh, that this person is ungrateful but I think that sometimes can be too much and yes I do think that it is our duty to take care of ourselves. And sometimes we do need to like, sort of like change the subject or some, mm-hmm. or do something about it. I think that's different, you know? So I just wanted to make that clear because yes, we do have, and I do have to say, there are some times that some people are not grateful about anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, um, that, that is true. That is true. That you know is, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, 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 you know, and, and this is also why there's like therapy and there's all that stuff that, you know, that helps people um, in that sense, if they are open to it, because obviously people have to be open to it. But I do, I just wanted to like, sort of like um, say that because I don't want people to think that, you know, I, you know, because sometimes, and again, and you know what, I do think in a way, like, I think sometimes a lot of times when people say, you're not being grateful or just be grateful. It is a way to shut you down because if anything, I think more than anything, at least for me, I would be saying, I would want to get more curious and find out why this person feels a particular way or maybe suggest some things that they can do or how I can support them and taking care of that thing instead of like 
uh, especially if this is not somebody who's like constantly complaining about the same thing over and over again, you know, because um, I do think that um, exactly, you know, this whole high vibe thing, um, you know, life is tough, you know, life is really ebb and flow and we can't just be with, with people, um, you know, we could be grateful about this thing and then this other thing is not working out. And um, it's totally fine. And this idea, I know there's been times in my life where actually I told somebody, a friend of mine, I don't remember what, why we, we were talking. There was something about gratitude. And that's the thing for me. I don't know if it's a trigger. And Felicia, you could tell me if you experienced that. But she, I don't know, it's something about being grateful. And her, I think the thing she shared was sort of like how when you are grateful, everything is great, something like that, or you bring. And I said to her, I believe in gratitude and I'm grateful. I will say, though, that being grateful, that when you're grateful, that doesn't mean that everything in your life is going to be great. And she was like, right. oh, well, for the most part. And I said to her, there's been times in my life where I was going through, uh, hard, you know, really hard stuff. And it's not that I wasn't grateful for the stuff that, but, you know, because that's the thing, because it, it couldn't really make people think that, oh, my God. You know, I had somebody told me not, you know, like sometime last year, oh, you know, you know, you you need to be, you need to work on your gratitude. You need to be more grateful. And really for me, it was, I felt like this person was not willing to see and hear me and really get me. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was actually, this person started to, wanted to instead evaluate my gratitude practice or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, that's, Certainly, I think that's definitely one way that gratitude can be weaponized. And 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 and, um, I know we're harping on a sacred cow here. Um, And it's it's we we like people give thanks before they eat. You know, they say a blessing before they eat, and they and of course they give thanks around Thanksgiving, preferably all year, and not just in November, but at least it seems to be more obvious in November. And um, I, I think there, there certainly is a place for being grateful, for having gratitude. Um, there are times when I'm driving and I'm at a stoplight and I happen to notice a tree or some, or a fountain or some scenery that's just really pleasant it's like a pause and just enjoying the moment, savoring the moment, taking in some nourishment. And we're, we're such a culture, especially in the United States, a culture of constantly moving, constantly going, constantly doing, and not really appreciating a moment that we have where we're breathing and we're resting and we're seeing, maybe we see a cardinal, maybe we see a deer. I've been seeing a lot of deer lately, actually, in this part of the world. Um, I saw a snake yesterday too, almost ran over it. I did not. 
I can't say I'm grateful for seeing snakes. <laughs> they kind of freak me out. But but yeah, so it's 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 nice to have, and I guess in a way it's appreciation. And I I tend to like that word better or pausing. Um gratitude, I guess for me, gets loaded because there's a certain amount of expectation behind it that I should feel this way. I should have this perspective. I should be thinking in this way. And I've never responded well to that kind of, um, I don't know, that kind of thinking, I guess, or that those sorts of expectations. But I can see where, and then, and the Jada, when you're talking about how some people are just not, they are not grateful for anything. Maybe those are the people who need to write down the three things every day that they're grateful for. I know. Um, yeah. Maybe, and, that's and a prescription for them. Yeah. yeah. And I would say maybe even when you're going through a tough time, you know, maybe you could do it if you feel like it's going to help you. But yeah, I totally would say that those are probably the people who need to like find that one because there are people who will tell you, I don't have anything to be grateful for. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I get it when you're going through a tough time. I've been to certainly plenty of those myself, um, where it's just like, there's nothing here for me. De- and- definitely. <laughs> and, and it's okay. And you know what it is? Here's the thing. I think it's also, I, I, you know, I actually think that you have to be able, I think we, as humans, well, I, I, I think I'm, maybe I shouldn't say that, but okay, at least for some of us, I think we have to allow people to be where they are. I think the issue becomes is when the people, people are there for, for a very, very long time. And it, and it really depends because, you know, because sometimes you might be going through a tough time and let's say for a while, it is just very dark. You know what I mean? At least when you talk to them, nothing, nothing is, is, is good. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's when it's like, okay, this is going on five years, 10 years. You know what I mean? An exi- you know, I'm just giving, but I think it's there, you know, I think it's, it's totally, uh, cause you know, and it's interesting you brought that up. Well, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to cut you off. I, if you were gonna finish something, but go ahead. I, if I had something else, I oh, think you know now, but well, okay, it might well, come back or yeah, or not. It's, it's okay. It's, it's something that you, you, what you saying you since you said that because I was going to share that. I believe I'm one of those. I believe it's important for us to feel all our emotions. Right. I am not into the spiritual bypassing. I think it is super, super important. And I'm one, I love to dance. If you, if we're friends, if you, you know, you follow me or if we're just, you know, we're connected on any place on social media, I may have noticed I share videos of me dancing and everything. And I've even had to look into, uh, pay attention to, are there times where, I mean, obviously not to say, because anyway, it's not like every time I dance, I go on social media, you know, because they're not, you know, but uh, there's been times that I would be there every minute, you know, well, not every minute, but every day. But just to say where I'm like, okay, um, am I using, is the dancing for me because it's something I love and I enjoy and it's shaking, it, it shakes off, uh, you know, these uncomfortable emotions for me. Uh, is it something that I use sometimes as a spiritual bypass? Is it a way to, not feel certain things. I have to say from being honest with myself, there has been times where I've done it and unconsciously, you know, just, I just, I did it because 
it was like shake it off. And then there mm-hmm. are times where, you know, I've allowed myself to feel it. And then I do, I make the conscious choice to shake it off by dancing, you know, but just to say it, uh, the reason why I brought up about, uh, you know, um, feeling all our feel, you know, our emotions or feelings is that it's important to do. And you have every right to not feel grateful in that moment or that yeah. day or this two weeks, whatever. You have every right. And I think that is the thing. I think that weaponized gratitude, which is a form of spiritual bypassing, doesn't allow you to feel all your feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. you know, and it's like, for me, I think that's when healing and transformation occurs, which is why I think these people who are teaching that they're not really into, your, into people's true transformation and healing. Yeah, it's... it's um uh about feeling more human feeling your humanity yes yes yeah and and and, and it's really you know and and it's sort of like okay i can still be grateful i i often say that i'm very much you know, i'm very proud of being from haiti of you know being haitian american i'm very proud of it of being haitian i'm very proud of my I got a lot. I'm grateful so for many things. And I also have to be willing to see the humanity of the people that my own government is hurting, mm-hmm. even if it's not me in that particular incident. You know, yeah. I because it, I have to be that because and this is the thing, you know, it's like. You know, do I want to allow my me being grateful to not see other people's humanity? Because that's what is that's what it that's what if in a way we we've been taught by many in that industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this, it's like turning a, um, and I'm probably going to use an ableist term here because I just learned the other day it's an ableist term. So, um, yeah, uh, just a little heads up, turning a blind eye to other people's suffering. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of that, whether call it gratitude or just straight up spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a fan of that. Um, and now, yeah, like, can I heal <laughs> me alone, heal the world suffering? Um, certainly a question I ask myself every day and I wish I could, but I don't want to ignore, I guess, a better word instead of using the term I just used, which again, was some, some will say is ableist and I'm sorry I said that. I don't want to ignore people suffering. That's ultimately what I wanted to say about that. But yeah, I... But still, you know, it's, it is a very, it's, I, I don't think either one of us are trying to come off as saying, never be grateful, never feel any gratitude. Um, if you have a gratitude practice and it works for you, keep at it, enjoy it. Let us know the benefits you're getting from it and how you feel about it. Um, and if you don't think it's a form of spiritual bypassing or if it's been weaponized or anything like that, then let us know that too. Um, and if you agree, that's, that's nice to hear as well. Um, 
there is a place for it for sure for gratitude and i at least being who i am i also pay attention to where where hearing that or seeing that or feeling like i i should feel a certain any certain way really um that's when i i, I get <laughs> my my critical thinking skills start start going and they won't stop until I'm, you know, till bedtime or something, I guess. But um, I don't know if I have anything else to say about that at the moment. I'll think of something, I'm sure, later. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, not into spiritual bypassing as well. So I think... Um, I think I've shared what I wanted to say. Um, this was really interesting and it really got me thinking about maybe some other topics that we could share um, to talk about because we're going to be definitely talking a lot more about around uh, the personal development industrial complex. Um, every time I hear now something complex, I think about you, Felicia. <laughs> Well, yeah, is it was the other day. There was something else. I was. It, it wasn't about we. We was. We have the personal development. There was something else, and they used that term too. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the military-industrial complex. That it could have been. That was. I think that. I think been. that was the main. Well, I think that was what kind of started all of the other industrial complexes. I think. Oh, okay. And then okay. that was the term. I want to say, Dwight. Eisenhower used it. If I'm wrong, then I guess I'm wrong. But mm-hmm. I want to say that he used it because he had concerns about it back in the day. And of course, here we are. We're spending billions and billions mm-hmm. of dollars on not only our military, but also militaries around the world looking at you, Israel. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we don't spend that same money on our own people and their welfare, which I have a problem with. I am thankful that I did grow up in the military and got to see other parts of the world. But um at the same time, I also have my criticisms about that. Yeah. Um, so I just to put that, throw that in there since we were talking about gratitude. Um, it can be both. It, you can be grateful and you can also have yes. something to say about the thing you're, you know, not the thing in question. So, yeah, I, I can't remember yeah. that. Yeah, I can't remember. There was a quote by James Baldwin that he says something about, I love America so much. This is why I criticize her or something, you know. Um, But just to say how I think, you know, and I think this is like, this is sort of like, I think it's so, is that unhealthy pattern about how, you know, be grateful for this relationship, don't complain. Be grateful for the job you have. Oh, you need the money. How are you going to survive? You know, you're going to be homeless. So be grateful and, you know, put up and shut up. Take whatever job they give you, you know. um, You know, it's just so many different things. And it's sort of like a way of like shutting people down. Like both cannot exist. I can't be grateful that I have a job. But and, and, and here's the thing, too, is that it keeps us stuck, you know, and if it's the job, it keeps you stuck. And also with what we, if you're looking at the collective, you know, like those things that are affecting humanity, it keeps us stuck in systems that oppress mm-hmm. people. 
Yep. You know, um, mm -hmm. so it's it's a way of basically um, leaving things the way they are, even if it doesn't work for you or it doesn't work for others. Um, and it works for the few. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so yeah. That's, what I, that's, that's where I'll end for me on this topic today. I, I'm wondering, and if anyone listening has any ideas, I'm wondering how gratitude could be used as part of a practice for social change or workplace change mm. or any kind of change, not just personal feel good, but also like how can it be a more constructive material way or part of a constructive material change making? I thing. think. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that, actually, I feel like we could do a whole episode on that. I just thought about it and people could share with us too, because I just realized of, of something, how, you know, somebody could say that, you know, I could be grateful that I have enough income that I could, um, you know, donate to movements that are creating change. Right. Yeah. You know? Or and I when I think of myself um, as someone who um, you know, for example, being Haitian American, I never knew. Well, my parents are immigrants, and even my parents, they came when they came here. Um, they actually had traveled to uh, France, and then they traveled to. Um, they were in the Demo democratic, well, what's known now as the Democratic Republic of Congo. So they actually had their residency. So they didn't come here um, illegally. So they didn't know the experience of like, oh my God, I'm illegal. But still, um, I still, you know, I empathize and I can use my privilege as a, U as a U.S. citizen to amplify the voices and advocate for immigrants, those who are illegal you know, here or those who are in limbo. So it, I just think, so I could be privileged. I mean, I mean, I could be grateful for my privileges and use them in serve and use my privilege in service to others who are not privileged in that particular area where I own, when I have privilege. So I just, so I think what you just said is so great is how gratitude could definitely be used as a tool for social change. It could what be, yeah. Way to reverse it. You know how it's like, oh, don't <laughs> talk about those things. <laughs> you know, because you know, you're being ungrateful, but then you could actually talk about them and use what you're grateful for, you know, your gratitude practice towards actually and making change impacting change, contributing to that change. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, make the make a little shift there in thinking about gratitude. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Great. Yay. Okay. So um, as we're wrapping up, uh, we we wanted to Felicia, I'll share. We want to share about how um, there we're making some change. Uh, regarding the frequency of the podcast and you're going to be when we're just sharing that because it's the first episode being back um, and we're going to be sharing instead of every other week because we want to be able first of all we both have other you know th things that we're other doing, commitments other commitments things that we're juggling and we really 
would rather we want to have more time to research we want to have more time for you know to really give you know or quality episodes and everything uh we we care more i think i don't know if we we may have said that in another episode where we care more for quality than quantity so we yep. thought we decided that it's best for us that um and i think for our listeners as well uh as they listen to our content that we um <clears throat> that we share an episode once a month instead of every other week so instead of two episodes a month which is what we were doing before we're going to start doing one episode a month and maybe we might just surprise you with a bonus from time to time uh, but for now it's going to be once a month yep excellent okay. well said yes. yes okay great so we will see you all well i'll not see <laughs> hope you enjoyed this uh, we will be sharing felicia and i soon um like we said the next two episodes are going to be songs that we recorded. We'll get them out to you all. And then we're really looking forward to hearing your feedback. Yep. Okay. Yep. Let us know your thoughts and share your um, any uh, reviews on iTunes or all the places where you can leave a review so other people can find us. Definitely. Thank you for listening to us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, found something to reflect on, and have conversations with the people in your life. We release an episode every month on Thursday. We would really appreciate it if you subscribe to our podcast, as this will let you know when new episodes are available to listen to. Leave us a review and keep coming back for more. We'd love to hear from you through your feedback and appreciate your reviews as they help others find our podcast as well. Until next time, be well.